0: Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network, the Authors on Fire podcast. I am Pat Rulo. here today with a returning Firebird Award-winning author, Marika Lexmond, and her book is titled The Cup, which recently won the Firebird Book Award. Marika reads tarot cards, loves food, photography, and travel. Her background in filmmaking enabled her to travel and live around the globe. Storytelling is in her blood from saving her allowance from a very young age to buy books to her master's degree from the Dutch Film Academy. Fantasy and science fiction are her favorite. She prefers to write fun and mystical stories, and her attraction to nature and places with a magical history brought her to New Orleans and the west coast of Ireland. And today we are going to share her series titled The Madigan Chronicles. Welcome back, Marika, Hi, Pat. Thanks for having me again.
1: It's so wonderful to be here today.
0: (laughs) It's wonderful to have you. I feel like I know you just from connections on social media and and the wonderful conversation we had previously. So I'm looking forward to actually speaking with you personally again.
1: It's always good to talk to you. You're so inspiring.
0: (laughs) Oh, thank you. I feel the same about you. And hey, congratulations on winning the Firebird Book Award. I was happy about that.
1: Oh, me too. It's so amazing. And, um, Yeah, I'm just thrilled that the cup is so well-received. That's wonderful.
0: Well, we are going to talk about that book along with the rest of them. But first, I was thinking about you, and I was thinking about tarot cards. What initially drew you to them?
1: Uh, I must say the artwork, I think, was the initial... Draw to the cards. I um, I was always fascinated by the pictures on the cards, so I started to collect them. And then after a little while, you think, oh, it would be really handy if I would understand a little bit more about it. Mm-hmm. So I started to read books and stuff like that. But I didn't really seriously dive into it until we moved to America. And I went from uh, working all the time and horse riding and doing lots of stuff to absolutely nothing because I was not allowed to work in the beginning. I joined a tarot group and from then on, uh, yeah, I was lost. I have now over 300 tarot decks and I I don't think there's an end in sight. (laughs) I love that
0: because they're all a little bit different. I mean, whoever illustrates them puts their, their feeling and touch to it, right?
1: Yeah, and some are really beautiful. I ha- I'm i lucky to have some original art from some artists. And I must say, you know, the, although I maybe read with five decks or something, because mm-hmm. I think you have to have a certain connection with the cards right. to read well with them. Mm-hmm. Um, the others I just have because I love them or they're different than the ones I have or I get them from people. Um, so I they come to me on different mm mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Yeah. But the, I, I have tarot decks that I think are absolutely gorgeous, but I, I can't read with them to save my life, I would say. So,
0: yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. It, yeah, that you have a connection with the deck, with the cards.
1: Yeah, and I, uh, coming from the Netherlands and more on the Celtic side of, Um, The world Mm -hmm. Let's put it like that Uh, That resonates really with me So I prefer Celtic based decks That have a little bit of that feel to it Yes It's easier for me to read from And um, when I get a new deck I always start using it As a card of the day Mm -hmm. Because I draw a card every day And I see if that card comes back um, To me Uh, Mm -hmm. During the day Like today I draw uh, uh, The devil card and, um, it's about temptation. And I went out for lunch and I felt for the temptation and took the dessert. <laughs> so here you go. You know, it's the little things on the daily card. So it's fun to see that back in your day. And then, um, you can see if the cards uh, resonate with you. Oh. I, I can recommend it if you get a new deck to just play with it mm-hmm. in that way because, yeah, you can see if it touches yes. you. Yeah. Oh, my you will see if it communicates with you or mm-hmm. not.
0: Just fascinating. I love this. Did you um, or do you use the tarot card readings in any way to guide you in the writing of your books?
1: So in the beginning, more than now, because it is a six book series Then I work now on book five. So because you set out certain storylines, also the way you can deviate from your story um, becomes less. But uh, I love to see sometimes if I'm stuck, uh, you, can, you know, you can just lay a tarot spread for your characters mm-hmm. and see where who, how they see things or something. Then sometimes comes up that surprises you and say, "Hey, gosh, uh, I I uh, I never thought about that direction to take my character in." Or um, yeah, I, I the tarot cards are just complete. yeah, especially in the Menegan Chronicles, like the cards are just. Totally interwoven. Sure. As I use each chapter, represents one of the minor t- arcana. Mm-hmm. So that embodies the feeling of that card. So if I work on a certain chapter, then um, you know I I look at more of these cards. I look at different kind of meanings. I try to think outside the box. Like now, I'm working on chapter four of the the Queen of Fairy. That's book number five. And uh, the Five of Swords is there, the card from. So that's about strife and winners and losers. And um, so you can imagine, I have a run with that in my book. You know, you can play around with winners and losers of your characters who goes well and who goes bad. Yeah. And who is jealous or who is uh, sneaking away with stuff. You know, it's, you can. That's you cool. will find it back in the
0: chapter. Yep, I thought so. This gives you a whole different dimension to play in and to draw inspiration um, than most authors, I would imagine, unless they've got, you know got the familiarity with the tarot cards and are attracted to them like you are. That's so interesting how um, all of the the interest that you have in that informs basically who you are and then how you write. Very very interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah and it, well, thank you, yeah, it's just it gives me a sort of a handle on the story, mm-hmm. and uh, I like it. so each chapter, yeah, you yeah. know is a is a sort of a little story on itself, and then the whole book is a story, and then the whole each book and together is a whole series. so yeah, yep. makes it um yeah, it's interesting to play with it, and it's not always so prevalent but it's always in your mind each chapter so that gives you extra inspiration for sure yes
0: so when you wrote your first book in the madigan chronicles did you know right off the bat it was going to be a series of six
1: well not exactly six but that's how it fitted i knew it was 40 chapters okay because i do each uh as each chapter embodies one of the minor arcana there are 40 of them Mm -hmm. so I knew it would be forty chapters, but like the first book, I just started writing, and I felt and that's the first book and embodied six cards, mm-hmm. but you know then, if you come to forty, I ended up either six or seven cards per book, okay. so that's how I ended up with six books okay. and then you know, after the first book, I really thought about it, and then I actually decided it's gonna be six mm-hmm. books. So I must say, after the first book, I knew it would be six books.
0: Right, right. You need to, had to kind of get a feel for where you were with all of this, um, and then you could figure out where you're going to land.
1: Yeah, and it was also uh, the first time I really wrote a novel. So um, the whole experience is new, and then you'll have to find your way a little bit. I think you can also feel that in the first book that I really had to find my voice mm-hmm. and how I felt I tell stories.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I hear your puppy.
1: Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. No problem. He's part Very of the gang. <laughs> yeah. So, it's outside. So I would hope it would
0: be too far enough away, but yeah. here she is. That's good. Yeah. So before we dig into the book The Cup, maybe just give us a brief overview of the series.
1: Uh, the Melanin Chronicles is a series about three generations of witches. I always say um, it's a family story for me it's about uh, growth and development about finding who you are about family relationships and um, it's sprinkled with a healthy dose of magic and um, we go in other into other realms like fairy or the astral plane and so the world is expanding in that sense Um, the um, the witches are uh, guarding elemental objects, earth, water, air, and fire, and the medigans uh, are the guardians of the want of wisdom. But uh, meddling as they are, they meddle in other stuff from <laughs> others that they should have stayed away from. So, um, yeah, it's a whole uh, magical mayhem. Right, it is. On.
0: So give us a peek then into the cup. Uh,
1: the cup is about the elements of water, and um, the in the previous uh in book one to three, we deal with the wands and with the dagger. and um, the mers feel that they have to warn the other families that guard an elemental object, and they go and find some the 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 people who guard the cup. And they happen to live in Greenland and um because greenland is ice and i felt that would be a different kind of water and i could play with the different forms of water which i enjoy in this book a lot and i've been to greenland myself and it made such an impression so it was lovely to use the mysticism of the country in the book mm-hmm. and um yeah, it's just an ongoing story about fighting over the elements, but uh, what is also a major uh, theme in uh, in the cup is uh, the two older sisters, Luna and Freya, and they really um, find each other because they don't get along at all from from young on, and um, they learn that there's more to each side of each of their stories, and... Um, you know, yeah. they learn to to support each other and by that grow as uh, sisters and actually are, find a connection. Yeah. So I think it's a story about two sisters as well in there.
0: What I like about your work is that, and especially in this book, is that you've got the fantasy elements of it, but then you place it in Greenland and a real place that you obviously have a connection with. So that was probably
1: fun for you to play with. I love that my story plays in the real world. Mm -hmm. You know, the mannequins could be your neighbor. Um, And I love to work with uh, existing things, Uh, like uh, in Greenland, I... Talk about sethma she is um a mythical figure figure in Greenland and plays a role in the still in the mythology of the country, so I love to take that and make her real and um give her a role in the story and on the other hand, they go into moulins, and that is then something I have read in the newspaper that I love you know they the the meltwater is making holes in the ice that makes caves under the ice in Greenland and makes rivers which makes the climate change worse. So I thought it would be interesting to integrate that and obviously I also take that for a spin and use a little bit of fantasy to make it work for me but Mm -hmm. I love to take it from a real thing and um, integrate it into my stories.
0: Now on the other side of that, didn't you previously write a book or was it a screenplay about Greenland?
1: Um, I made a documentary about uh, Greenland. Uh, okay. So that's how I ended up there. Um, we went in 2019 and we wanted to, to make a series but in the end it just went was one documentary that mm-hmm. you can now see on Amazon and um, it's called The Greenland Story and because of COVID we had to change all our plans because obviously you weren't allowed to go anywhere obviously and mm-hmm. After several years, yeah, everybody has, you know, gone a different ways. And we just made a documentary with what we had shot at that time. So, uh, but it's about the people of Greenland. And I we talked a lot to the people there. And uh, that's also how I learned about Setna and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, but it's just such a different place. It's um It's unique. It's a very unique place, and I think feel that very little people know anything about it. So it was lovely to introduce it into the book.
0: Oh, I could tell that the place really captivated you. It did.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I was just, i never been, and I've been very lucky to travel places, and uh, but this was, I've never seen anything like it. Mm. So remote and so uh, isolated. Mm. People are, you know, they live, in settlements along the coast and if you want to go somewhere there's no roads. you have to take a boat or a plane somewhere else but even the little villages are not connected through roads you always have to use the water or go over the ice and that's just so unfathomable in our our world you jump in the car and go places you know
0: what did you find it's got to be a special person who would want to stay there
1: uh I think if the the people who grew up there, I think feel a strong connection to the land, yes in a more um uh, I think we all used to be probably more like that, mm-hmm. but because of urbanization and stuff, the connect- you know the the connection feels very different, but there people are very aware they live from what is available and what is available there is very limited mm-hmm. and now, because obviously also there with planes and stuff they get more variety in food. But for the longest time, it was just all so limited that they are very aware of not overfishing and uh, taking only what you need and use the whole animal, for instance, if you catch it and um, be less wasteful. And I thought that was very interesting. And they do have huge challenges there. Like, you know, in the winter, there's just months that there's no daylight. And it's just very hard on children and old people. Uh, I learned, they told me, so I... um, Yeah, they have such unique challenges, but I think by being there and talking to them, I think it's very relatable. Yes. And it's also very, uh, you could project it on bigger things, and I thought that was so interesting about it. But it's way more modern than I imagined, it's just a a very modern country Mm -hmm. in that sense. um So, yeah, it was interesting to see how quickly they had to change from, because their society had a quick shift from more traditional way to more modern living. Mm-hmm. Then we just eased more into it, I think, and they were just quicker, forced to adapt. And there was, it's just fascinating. I, I, I thought it was very interesting, but the people were so nice and open and welcoming. It was just amazing time.
0: Oh. I think as you get older, sometimes you get that feeling or the yearning that you would like to have less and almost experience that feeling of scarcity so that you can really experience life. Sometimes there's just so much around us that you don't even have time to be real. And You know, more
1: choice is not always making life right. easier, right. I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. it's It's just the simple things in the end and the people close to you and... Yeah. It's in the end more important you know i can, i can i just got very happy from that my first peony got out and just was so excited about it <laughs> you know and it's such a small thing but it can totally make my day these day i know I, love,
0: I know i love that i love to find the tiny things and appreciate it i felt the other day when the first lilac bloomed i just held it and touched it i took a little taste of it too i just wanted to be that flower you know and we don't Our, often, yeah, yeah. we don't often have the time with just the fast pace of everything to experience what is real. So I'm going to have to watch your documentary.
1: Oh, thank you. I will. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's a, uh, it touches a little bit on everything there. So it's uh yeah, gives yep. you a little insight and it's told by the people. So I right. think that's nice because yeah, we yeah. don't know much about people. You only hear about the climate yeah. change, but yeah. it's interesting to know who actually lives there. I think mm-hmm. the reality of it.
0: Wow. We cannot have this conversation at all, and I know we probably talked about it before, unless we talk about your covers, because those are magical.
1: I uh, use BookBaby as my publishing um, for the books, and they do the covers, and I must say they did an amazing job. I'm just amazed how, because, you know, you you have to talk about the feeling of the book, because I think in the end that's the important. What you want to express in your covers. And, but by working with my friends about the tarot cards, about what we want, what I want on it and how she sees it, and by sparring about it, I learned better to express how i f- what the feeling is. In my book, feeling is a big thing because witches is all about connection and feeling. And I find that, you know, you can, that's since the second cover, I got better in explaining what I want or how I see the book of what is the feeling of the book that I want to have expressed and uh, I just feel lucky that somebody really picked up on that Mm -hmm.
0: as you say the feeling and how do you communicate feeling that's that's a difficult uh difficult thing I think for anyone but your uh, covers you actually feel movement in them and you you feel the covers and people say you don't judge a book by a cover but you kind of do
1: if it's People, it's easier to pick it up, and I find, especially with book three, the ones people just love that cover. And we talk about like uh, I wanna that sort of they did that the first time themselves with the birds on the because the birds you can't see in the front part of the cover of the dagger, but the birds are on the back. They pulled a woman, as it were, forward or something. And since then, we want an animal on the cover. So like with the ones I really want, it's a butterfly. So uh, yeah, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. But I think expressing feeling um, is also something I learned. Uh, I did a workshop with Joan Sheckle, and she does acting, directing, or writing, mm-hmm. sort of a mix of mm-hmm. things, workshops, and one is called feeling and there I really learned better to express also how you feel things and to tell a story from a feeling point of view and contrasting feelings and, um, are yeah, coming from a visual background like filmmaking, uh, I mean, sometimes one picture can portray a feeling, right? So I, it's something I'm very busy with, but it, it's a, it's a, I find it very helpful to have to communicate with another artist to learn to express yourself better in words than just in images or, you know, stuff like that. And, And I think my friend does such a wonderful, and Nicole does such a wonderful job with the tarot cards and how she portrays them and she does her own research on the animals and stuff and what fits. And that's just amazing. You can, you know, inspire each other to be better. I think that's what it's about.
0: Yes, because I'm gathering that in the beginning of the book writing, you didn't have some of these abilities. And I read somewhere where you said, and I so relate to this, patience is not my virtue. And it seems like you needed a lot of that to write a book. (laughs) Um, It's my lesson from the universe, I can tell you. You you said, if you receive an email from me, you're lucky to get two sentences. So how was I ever going to fill all those pages? And when I read that, I'm like, yes, this is me. I would love to write the way you do, but I am... Very direct and short on mental time, I guess, and want to always get to the point. So I applaud you for taking what's inherently who you are and either surrounding yourself with people or taking the workshops or thinking about it enough to be able to create the books that you do today.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, if I really had thought ahead of time what it would entail to write six books, I, 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 I'm I, not sure if I would have taken it on. It's also <laughs> probably ignorance is bliss in the beginning. <laughs> but um, I must say, I never thought I would enjoy it so much. Mm-hmm. And even though I still write my emails two sentences, I love to explore once you get into the flow of the book. it's It just comes out. So I encourage you to do try it. If you have stories in your mind, just, uh, you know, sit down. And sometimes I still get tempted to go quickly to the end. But I think, no, you have to tell the story to show what's in my mind, actually also be on the page. And I think, you know, it's good to go out of your comfort zone. So still learning. We, A lot. we all are but i applaud
0: you for uh, as i say taking what comes naturally and persisting to yeah. create you know something as you do so i'm i'm impressed Alrighty, my friend well let's see what's next uh, i know you're working on book
1: five yeah i have really crossed out now the time because i i think you know i need to make sure i write it and then um So I'm just past halfway, Mm -hmm. book five, and it's called The Queen of Fairy. So I spend a lot of time in fairy, which is fun. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, Ireland is for me the easiest way to get inspired, you know, with nature. And I take a lot of inspiration from uh, the world around me. So um, that's beneficial to be here and it's just easier to focus because I get less attracted by other things in life. Yeah, then we have book six, The Pentacle, and I am researching for that because in that book, the forest will be very important, or trees. I'm trying to visit as many woods or forests or trees I can find. Um, That's what I'm busy with at the moment.
0: Well, good. I'm looking forward to five and six. And you have some plans. Did I read somewhere beyond six? Something a little bit different? I
1: have another uh, series in mind. It will be different than the Medican Chronicles, but I am pretty sure I will play around with being human and furry. I, I just have a lot of, it, it will be fantasy related <laughs> because that's just that's, uh, uh, that's how my mind works that's, apparently. That's where you are, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but I, I didn't want to start earlier because I find it, I do, you know, the Medican's live in my head all yes. the time. Yes, And I find it hard to put other stuff in there. It's also why I don't read novels when I'm writing the book because I don't want to get pulled out of my own uh, world. If I if I write, I I read books like about the Wren or about the Celtic uh, holidays mm-hmm. or stuff like that, but not novels that can pull me in.
0: Ah! Um. ah nobody's ever said that before. Thank you. That's that's um, that's a new thought. I haven't heard. Anyone mentioned that when you're really in the throes of writing, that if you start reading other works, then you kind of uh, lose your train and maybe land in somebody else's.
1: Yeah, I'm one of these people, you know, if I love a book, I just get sucked in and I want to read till it's finished. Mm -hmm. And then I'm totally living in that world. So that's also how the Madagans live in my head. Mm You know, I'm sucked into my own world so that the Madagans are there 24-7. And I have talked to them, and they're doing all sorts of stuff, and it's all going on. (laughs) So if I read something else, I get drawn out of that, and then it takes time to get back into your story. So to prevent that, I read things that add to my story and not take me out of it. And I find that novels take me quickly out of it, so I read other things, and there's plenty of other books to read so uh, you know i write uh, it reads books about the bulk here or you know or stuff like that okay. yeah interesting
0: <sighs> thank you thank you for sharing that's a new little tip here i was speaking with somebody once before and we were talking about how close his characters were to him and we decided that one day he was going to set place settings for his characters and so when his family came home they were going to have a place setting for all of his characters at the dinner table. So maybe you need to invite the oh, mad that's interesting. Yeah, you need to invite the madicans for dinner.
1: Yeah, oh my gosh, that will be fun. <laughs>
0: Make one of yeah. your special cocktails and uh <laughs> and all the good food <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's on your website I know you've got was it Luna's Cocktails and I think I made your pizza bread once before that you have on yeah, your house so yeah. good <laughs> I love it all right my friend anything we missed before we head out I want to make sure we're not uh, missing anything you wanted to highlight
1: no I just love talking about the medigans and uh, a little bit what how my head works you know yep. So this was fun, and um, yeah, right. but, uh, uh, I, I can encourage everybody who wants to write something to start, and uh, it will bring you somewhere. Yes,
0: it will bring you somewhere, probably to a place you hadn't planned. Alrighty. so any contact information where folks can go to find out more about you, get copies of your books, take us wherever
1: uh, we should go? My books are Everywhere, so you can just find me online. If you Google my name, Marika Lexmont, or the Madigan Chronicles, you will get somewhere, and uh, you can find stuff on my website uh, under www.underthewitcheshat. dot com. And there's stuff about books, and as you said, recipes and cocktails, and uh, about the books themselves, uh, my blog posts, and everything is there. And then, uh, I'm most active on Instagram. So if you like to follow that, that's at under the witch's hat. And then, uh, if you like dogs more than books, I'm, <laughs> you can follow my dogs at, uh, urban dog squad.
0: Yes, I just found your urban dog squad. I just followed that on Instagram yesterday and I can tell everyone that your Instagram posts are, I, I love them. They're very inspiring and I can see some of the photos that you take of nature and the weather and how that does inspire and inform your writing. All right. So we're talking with Marika Lexmond and her website is under the witches it's a very enjoyable website i encourage everyone to go there it's just kind of fancy and fun and you want to stay there for a little while under the witches marika lexman i just love talking with you thank you so much for sharing you your books and the advice you shared with us today is spectacular so thank you and um, thank you pet for having me
1: it's wonderful as always